You are listening to Farm and Fiddle, the podcast that celebrates and explores rural life for today and tomorrow. Every week since June 1999, we have brought you the best voices in sustainable agriculture to the radio airwaves on Mid-Missouri's KOPN 89.5 FM. This is Rhett Hartman. I'm Margot McMillan. This podcast from Farm and Fiddle aired originally in March of 2021. It's an interview with organic farmer Dan Kibler from Columbia, Missouri, who has been growing uh, vegetables for many, many years and is moving into the growing of uh, marijuana, hemp. So this is a new crop for Missouri, and we're excited to have Dan on board. So we'll just go right to that interview. Now I wanted to ask you: Are you calling it hemp? Or are you calling it? it, it it's it's hemp, and and okay. just to kind of hemp is hemp is the plant. The marijuana plant is a hemp that's been bred for THC. Okay, mm-hmm. and a hemp plant these days is bred for the CBD oils and stuff. So okay. that's how they make the distinction. Uh, historically, hemp is the plant. It's not a marijuana plant, it's a hemp plant. Everything okay. comes from the hemp plant. Yeah. Okay. And they've cultivated it in different ways around the world for, depending if you want it for fiber, if you want it for medicine, um, you know. So that's so where will yours go when you get actually in production we've got a little bit that we managed to produce this year and ours is going to uh, it's the flower part because that's on our small operation that's what we can focus on and maybe make work Um, so so we can uh, begin to sell the flour and we hope to hear we're in a couple of weeks start selling it at the market we're trying to get our little jars and our labels and everything kind of together you know that's kind of a whole nother thing <laughs> besides uh, figuring out how to grow it and stuff and how to cultivate it and dry it and cure it and um, so it's like, it seems like it never ends here. So that's, that's what we're going to focus on, at least for now. And if we get more production this year, which I, we should, uh, then we'll start to kind of move also into some of the oils, uh, and other things that we could, we could extract out of that. Wow. Uh, and then also, but we want to be really kind of like a boutique operation where we are, we're we're adding the value to it and we'll probably get organically certified. And then there's another certification from the West coast that uh, more of a permaculture kind of uh, um, status and stuff. And so we'll focus on, on really having a really high quality product, clean and everything else and with uh, good breeding stock and everything. And that's, and then we'll sell that locally farmers market at clovers at other stores in missouri on some of the cbd shops and stuff like that that's we won't be like you know we have some friends down in the shamoy bottom and they're growing like acres of it with big equipment and they'll be moving more toward with time toward the um, industry side of it where they're they're harvesting with machines and looking for the fiber, you know, so that that's just a whole nother sort of evolution of things uh, within that plant, different things that you can do. Hmm. Well, so Dan, um, we talked last year, it was before your first year had started. Mm-hmm. We, uh, you had somebody working with you who actually was very experienced in growing hemp from um, Oregon, I believe. Right. And I just wanted to catch up and find out how your year went 
if it's moving away, moving in the way you thought it would, or uh, yeah, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, that's all great questions because uh, <laughs> this was a totally new adventure for us Midwest farm boys, small farm boys. So uh, it it has been an interesting ride, kind of up and down and all around, like. Uh, like I'm at a rodeo or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't regret any of it, you know? So basically in hindsight, here's kind of how it, it has begun to unfold and where it is now. Okay. Uh, you know, like um, a, a year and a half ago, really almost two years ago now, I began to get interested in hemp a little bit when I went to an MOA conference and they had some speakers because, uh, uh, the next year, I think that was in 2019, yes, the next year it was going to be legal to grow in Missouri, 2020, right? And so um, at first I wasn't interested at all, but I began to listen and I thought, well, maybe we can do a little bit on our farm because I'm, you know, I'm 70 years old now and I've been doing my vegetable operation for, this is 30, 32 years. And uh, I wanted to transition. I, I, the farm needed to transition and I'm thinking about the next generation. And so I wanted to kind of explore some new opportunities. And so, and then I met a young man who, who had experience. I had no experience in hemp. Um, and so I didn't know anything about it. And so we kind of, we joined forces and this past year we've, uh, we've started to, to grow hemp. Um, and we had to, first of all, really transform the farm wow. into the, into the right situation in which to grow it. Wow. And, and so here's what we did. I think this is a big part of the story because this was part, this is part of the transformation of the farm because mm -hmm. I've always had like one acre of, of, uh, area where I cultivated the vegetables with, uh, like three tunnels also. All right. Okay. And so we wanted to grow like an acre. And so in my growing area, I grow sort of in the top of a crown of a hill and the two sides fall off north and south gently, but they're kind of a pastured area that I've always just, you know, just mowed down every year. They've never been in any sort of production. What we did, we brought in a big tractor with five big rippers on the back shanks uh -huh. and we ripped up this area in such a way that we can be get, like we wanted to really get down and break up the deep subsoil mm -hmm. uh, because i don't have a lot of topsoil down there in ashland area like you guys do up there in the prairie mm. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, we wanted to really break it up down deep because we really wanted water to kind of penetrate and, and stick around. Mm -hmm. And then we also wanted to make beds. So we took those, what we also did next is we got big oak slabs from down in Southern Missouri and Rolla area and stuff, and there's sawmills down there. Uh -huh. We got those hauled up, truckloads of those. And um, we created beds. We, we took pieces of oak, there were long pieces and drove them into those areas that uh, where the shanks opened up the soil. Mm -hmm. And then we laid up slabs up against the side of it. Then we brought in sawdust by the truckloads, but a semi load from Southern Missouri, old sawdust, really old, like 20, 30 year piles down there. Spread that all out on our beds. Then we got lots of compost from Bluebird Compost, mm -hmm. Fulton. Yes, okay. yes. That went down. Then we got bile chard from Terra Char, Terra of Phil Blom. Okay, mm -hmm. that's in there. We got uh, manure from uh, goat manure and laid it down. And then we finally now laid down a uh, prairie grass um, hmm. hay that um, some old stuff that a gentleman had in a big roll and we were out there we were unrolling it by hand everything right. everything was done by hand oh dan <laughs> so it, so we did a uh, like an acre and a half of this 
And we really didn't get it done in time to plant into it last year, but it's ready now. What we did do last year, we planted into, the into two of the tunnels. Oh. We created some permanent beds in there where we added some of the also extra soil, new soil and compost and, and biochar and everything. And that's where we grew, that's where we grew this past year in 2000, huh. okay? And, um, and it was challenging because we, we tried, I think, to put too many plants in there. Oh. They look great, but we got them in late, you might say, because of a variety of reasons. Yeah. And, um, and they grew fine and they were flowering everything, but then it was the heat of the summer, like middle of July and August. Mold began to happen. Oh. And this is the big problem. You can't have mold in your flower mm -hmm. of, your, of your hemp plant. And so we lost, we had to take a lot of it down early. We lost a lot of it because it had mold in it. Mm -hmm. And so we really didn't get a great harvest. Mm -hmm. And then we also, and I didn't know this before, you know, when you, when you cut your hemp flower down and stuff, you have to take it and you have to dry it. Got to hang it and dry it. And in Missouri, with a lot of humidity, mm -hmm. <laughs> once again, unless you've got an air conditioned room, you're going to have possibility of mold. Mm -hmm. So we hit it there too. And so um, we don't have that much product. Um, and so, but we're learning. And one of the things we're learning is that uh, this year we're gonna grow a lot outside, mm -hmm. not some in those tunnels, but they're gonna be very early. And then another crop very late and totally avoid the middle of the summer in those tunnels. Mm -hmm. okay? But we're gonna build out a small structure um, of about like, what is it, like 16 feet by 40, where we're gonna install uh, air conditioned and climate controlled room oh. and make beds in there where we can have hum humidity uh, and light lighting in such a way that we can kind of grow a number of crops out of that for the season, hopefully, that's the plan, but really control the environment. Mm -hmm. And then to get another structure uh, and possibly like, you know, these, these cargo ship, uh, these container ships, mm -hmm. you know, and maybe finish that out as a drying room where we have an air conditioner and everything in it. Mm -hmm. And so this is really part of what went on, you know, is like we, we wow. uh, a lot of big learning going on here. That's just it. That's just fascinating, Dan. Um, when you did all of this remodeling of the earth with your ripper and your sawdust and your compost and everything else, was that on a slopey area or was that on your flat part? It, it, it's, it's on a gentle slope area. Is well, that not so gentle. I mean, it, it's, it's a slope in such a way that I never did want to cultivate it uh -huh. because it was too much going down on, I don't know what degree, maybe, 10 degrees, I, I don't know what degree it is, but it was definitely too much for vegetable production unless I had some kind of permanent bed. Mm -hmm. And these beds, what we wanna do, we wanna do it in a very permaculture kind of way. We wanna be able to, to plant like persimmon trees and, and oh. pawpaws and chestnuts and herbs and vegetables also intermixed with the hemp plants when we get them in there. Uh -huh. and, then, and then we want to make those permanent beds. Um, we're really shooting for a lot of uh, uh, mycelium and, and fungi and bacteria that we don't want to disturb. We want to encourage that to kind of really build up in our beds because mm -hmm. when you've got that in there and it's not disturbed, that is really beneficial to your plants. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know. So this is all about creating better soil to soil health. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's been what I wanted to do for years. And now we're kind of getting into that, but it's, it's taking some time. So it sounds like you've kind of terraced it. 
It, it is in a way. If you okay. see it, and hopefully we'll have some field days, it is creating I, little terraces. Yeah. I, yeah, you have to have some field days and, and be sure to call us because that, I don't know anyone else is doing that. It, I may be dumb and maybe everybody is, but I don't know of anyone. I, I don't know either. I, I did hear word of a gentleman who, was, who had grown some hemp this past year. And then he was telling the story to someone else. And he said, yeah. And then I put it in the barn and tried to dry it. And it got moldy. <laughs> so it's kind of like, I think there's a lot of us who learned some lessons this past year. Mm -hmm. uh, with, there's a big difference between growing here and growing out on, in Oregon in the mountains and the hills. Yeah. But our, our climate is so different. And we, this was a, a wet year. So. Yeah. Yeah, no question about it. Um, it. It's interesting. Have you have you thought about dehydrators, or is it just you've got too much mass to? It's too much mass. Yeah, yeah. it uh, it really, and it amazes me. You know, you you can you can cut some plants, and and you and you hang them and they dry, and then afterwards, like there's no weight to them at all. You go, well, now I know why this stuff's so expensive because there's, it's like air <laughs> i know why it's i know why it's like uh you know uh what at, at, uh, when i go into the stores you know like one gram of of a flower is 10 bucks uh -huh. you know, one gram <laughs> yeah but it's you you have to do a lot of work to get that one gram to get the gram because there's trimming then too after you know and yeah so. good grief wow you have learned so much <laughs> some things you didn't want to but yes i but it's like uh it's better than laying on a couch you know oh it is <laughs> it uh, it most certainly is well um you know the the journey that you're that you're on is something that most individuals won't take but are is it legal for people to grow their own just a pot of um of hemp like it really isn't at this point you, it you, isn't. you have to you do have to have a permit and like it's 750 dollars a year to get Ooh. that that yeah we're our application to renew here is coming up here at the end of march and uh, it's seven hundred fifty dollars. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is that with the state or is that federal? That's, that's with the state. The state mm -hmm. manages the, the Department of Ag. They have they only have two people in their office, mm -hmm. uh, and they will come out and inspect. They came out and looked at our operation, mm -hmm. and um, so everything goes through them mm -hmm. um, before we can harvest really and sell. We also have to have it tested. Mm. And so we had to test it. Um, a sampler comes out who's been trained by the state. There's different samplers uh, around the state and they take cuttings and sends it into a laboratory. And that's another 300, 400 bucks, you know? Wow. It, it, it's just really uh, kind of amazing, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it has to pass. You can't have. Um, and you can't have beyond 0.3% THC the, in, your, uh, in your plant. Hmm. If you got more than that, it's not legal to, to sell it. I'll be darned. You're really supposed to burn it, you know, if that's the case. Wow.
And you are listening to Farm and Fiddle on KOPN 89.5 FM in Columbia, Missouri. The tune you're hearing is Ruckus's Reel, played by Curly Herdman. Back probably in about uh, 1950-ish, something like that. He was born in 1918 and lived until 1968. Uh, the conversation you've been hearing is Margot McMillan and Dan Kibler. And Dan has been talking about the project on his farm to grow hemp here in Boone County, Missouri. Thanks for listening. And I will just mention that there are quite a few other podcasts on the Farm and Fiddle podcast page on Spotify. These were all recorded as radio programs on KOPN 89.5 FM, airing from Columbia, Missouri, and KOPN.org. Just mention that a couple of the, the podcasts that are available, we have um, an interview with Art Cullen from the Storm Lake Times, in Storm Lake, Iowa, talking about how a small newspaper in a small town survives these days. Dr. Robert Lawrence talking about the health problems that are associated with concentrated animal feeding operations. Another interview with Karen Grindler from the Cedar Creek Therapeutic Center. That's a horseback riding center that's focused on helping folks recover from accidents and uh, helping folks who need a little bit more help with coordination. We have an interview with Brian Smith from Missouri Rural Crisis Center and another interview with Webster Davis from the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, NAACP, trying to get more attention on the challenges facing black farmers and an interview with Kristen Lang from the Rodale Institute in Iowa. They have a new satellite in Iowa uh, independent from their Pennsylvania uh, main headquarters. So those are some of the podcasts you might be able to download and enjoy and as always, thank you, thank you for listening.